Greetings, Grapple fans, and welcome to the latest edition of Let Me Tell You Something, where myself, Lorca Mullen, and my co-host, Simon Cross, have continued to watch every match for the past 12 months, almost 52 weeks, and now we're into the final week of daily releases if we keep our schedule going. We're so worn out that we're on our knees forearming uh, future episodes, trying will, trying to will them to stay down for a three counts. Uh, yes, we're talking about a New Japan G1 Climax match. How did you figure? Um, it's myself, Lorca Mullen, and my co-host... Simon Cross. You did that bit that. already, you excitable See, I'm so bastard. Exhausted. I've done my finishing move. It didn't work the first time, so I've tried to do it a second time. <laughs> That's a short Rainmaker intro right there. Yeah. So, And it's funny that you mentioned forearms, because we're about oh to watch goodness. two aficionados of the forearm hammer away at each other for quite a long time as Shingo, as Shingo Takagi takes on the stone pitbull my bay of the noughties Tommy here of the teenies Ooh. tens Ugh, well tens. neither of these men are teeny they're shorter than usual but the most but they're not but they're not they're thicker <laughs> at least so one way I don't, know, I don't know what their IQs are like but they get dropped on their heads a couple of times in this match so maybe they're Maybe they lost a few brain cells. Um, it's Tommy here at if you hadn't guessed, guys. Would you? So at this point, who's your bigger bay, Tomohiro Ishii or Masanobu Fushi? Fushi. It's still Fushi. That the shithousery is phenomenal. That would be a fascinating match to watch, actually. If we could have. <laughs> just, just getting launched into space. <laughs> oh, I, oh, it'd be great because it'd be uh, Fushi just running around the ring, just like pissing Ishii off for like fifteen minutes, and then five minutes of Ishii sending him into a coma, yeah. tying him <laughs> up in knots on the mat, and really foolishly showboating about it. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to see it. Yeah, that would be a clash of styles. Whereas this is very much a complement of styles. Oh, smooth segue. Silken, some might say. Mm. Best in the biz. Uh, yeah, no. It is It is obviously a complement of styles, but Shingo's got that speed again, mm. like he did last time. And it's um, Ishii sort of... Really? I thought Ishii was as quick as Takagi in this. Ishii's deceptively quick. Mm. Um, so he always looks quicker than he is, if that makes any sense, because mm. of his frame. But he does have those cool sort of trainer boot things that he wears. <laughs> you look, I, 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 as of time of recording, we've just gone past Tomohiro Ishii's 44th birthday. And for a 43-year-old man, at, when this match took place, mm. to be moving like that, have that kind of strength. And durability is quite phenomenal. Like, I did not have pegged at 43. This is following a traditional chain of matches that we've had for Ishii since his first appearance on this, which is just the G1 climax. I batter the shit out of you, you batter the shit out of me, and let's see who stays down. We had the first one with Shibata, uh, and he's had other ones that are of a different kind, like the one with Okada's not really like that. 
No. Um, but he had that one with Oak, uh, with a Shibata. I'm just trying to filter this out now so that we just get so I just get the Ishii matches because I think this is also yes, this is also our last Ishii match. We've had oh, eight yes. five star matches mm-hmm. from him. Uh, seven of them of the five star of, of singles and one tag. Oh um, yes, so oh, God. there was Shibata in 2013. Then we had his um, Tomoaki Honma never open weight match, which was a lot of fun. Um, then it was Okada, but then we got the really really cool one with a uh, Hiroki Goto. Oh, the big horse that he is. Uh, and in, again, he was the one that was able to get a, finally get a win over Kenny Omega out of all the people that were trying to do that. He bloodied and battered Omega into defeats. Yeah. And then uh, only a few weeks earlier, he'd had already one of these sort of big battles with a brawling nasty bastard uh, with John Moxley, but we've got a second one on our hands. This one, obviously less of a brawl. This is more of a... I don't think it goes outside the ring once, maybe. Uh, uh, no. To Moxley match. Well, Moxley no matches chairs, no chairs room. or tables getting involved in this one. No, it's, it's no um, shortcuts. You can't take a shortcut to that clothesline. <laughs> it's pretty much Ishii just trying to prove himself again against this really? hot, like, hot new Takagi thing. Takagi trying to prove himself. Takagi trying to show that he can go with with the guy who's maybe seen as even the, the exemplar of his big burly power moves and, and hard forearms. So, I think Takagi's more with power as far as like power moves, whereas Ishii is more about the strikes. Mm. I don't think either of us are wrong. I just think we saw it from different perspectives. I think perspectives. I'm more right than you are, though. Funny that. Mm. Um, but no, um, the way Ishii, I mean, I know he does this with pretty much all of his opponents because he's a psychopath. Mm. But the way he invites strikes from Takagi, um, the way when his ear starts bleeding later on in the match and he's still like leaning he hasn't in really with that. sold any of those strikes at the point that he's got a bleeding ear either. Yeah. Um, it's just his way of like going, okay, you're you're the hot new thing, are you? I'm, I'm going to see what your metal actually is. See if you can actually hurt me. Like, all these season pros cap but i do take your point obviously shingo's like oh this is the stone pit ball mm. i'm gonna put fucking cracks in him yeah uh because essentially uh, shingo had been able to bully everyone in the juniors matches like he'd gone undefeated in the group stages and whilst he fell at the final uh hurdle to osprey he battered him as well for that match Oof. it was it was osprey using his quickness and his high flying and his speed that was able to win the match for him eventually it's made for an so interesting match there's with never style been a point, Yeah, there's never been a point so far where Takagi's sort of been overwhelmed by someone else by their power, I think. He might have lost to Lance Archer or wrestled Lance Archer at this point and maybe Archer beat him just through size. But this is him facing the person that's closest to how he wrestles and yeah. has been in New Japan, whereas Takagi's been in a lower promotion where he's always been sort of the bigger guy anyway for the most part, even because it's a promotion of not particularly big guys. Mm. In Dragon this will have been a lot of guys uh, a lot of New Japan fans radar when the blocks were announced definitely because they get to see that happen they get to see that guy from the smaller fish go against the bigger fish basically what I will say right off the bat as well um, like the Naito match I think this goes longer than I expected and maybe longer than it needed to things got mm-hmm. like we, you know, the very first match of this with with Shibata, the very first Ishii match with Shibata, is one of the shortest matches in the tournament in, in in this series. It only goes about thirteen minutes, 
Whereas it's probably best for their safety that that was the case. Whereas this one definitely goes over 20. I don't think it goes... It doesn't go 27 like Takagi's match with um, Naito. But I think it goes about 22, 23. Do you think there's a trend in G1 matches now where they feel compelled to go nearly the whole 30? there's a trend in, in wrestling in general to go longer now. That there hmm. is an essential, a belief that length means quality. <laughs> That's your Twitter bio. That's your like Twitter to, bio. And I'd like to speak up for the short and efficient ones, personally. <laughs> You're making your penis sound like a German R2-D2. You said I was talking about my penis. I did. Well, get it out your head. And in uh, your mouth. Oh, dear. <laughs> Oh, sorry, sorry, I took that to the base. We're recording this one quite late, ladies and gentlemen. That's why it's X-rated. You made that noise too much. (laughs) You made that noise as much as Ishii goes for a chop. In fact, you make that noise every time Ishii goes for a chop, I would imagine. That is accurate. If (laughs) If we ever do our commentary on matches, you know... Hold back on that. Oh, I'll try. But <laughs> I promises. I feel um, like that Vincent and Webb look sketch. I've gone again. We're well, just gonna have to sit into it till the interview. Till the interview. The um the first one um this is like even at the start they're actually dodging each other's strikes right at the start, which was a bit of a surprise when they do like the traditional indie standoff bit. They're dodging enziguris and ducking lariats and the like, and you thought, oh well, you, you know. I would have thought you'd go straight into it because, you know, at the start they were doing shoulder block collisions and neither man's budging and they're yelling at each other and Chris Charlton's providing commentary, uh, uh, translation in commentary, saying, is that all you've got? He said. I didn't do the thing he said. (laughs) It's like, that doesn't hurt at all. (laughs) Ishii does say that later on or something like that as well. It's like, is that all you've got? uh, Ishii's a... Oh, I love him. I just love him. I can't quite describe just how much I do love him. He really, uh, Ishii, again, with the, with the no selling, it is Ishii essentially testing someone. In many ways, it's like how you know how they said that Hardcore Holly was always testing someone by beating them up, and he expected people to hit him back. Yeah. Ishii's kind of like that, I suppose, except, except that he's flat out saying, hit me harder, I'm not going to fall for, I'm not going to go down for you. Yeah. Get your mind out of the Earn it. Without, you know, you, you've got to hit me hard to the point that I can't help but sell it. Yeah. And there's a, an amazing, like, a couple of moments, like right at the start when he's saying, uh, hit me harder and, and Takagi doesn't. And then when he hits the chops, he surprises Takagi by really targeting the neck. Oh, To the point yes. that the ref has to have a go at him for doing that. And then what happens? Red, um, Ishii has a go back, right back at Red Shoes, and yeah. Red Shoes must have shat himself. Because <laughs> I would. You're going to have to lie in it. <laughs> but then Takagi. You pissed yourself, you can only stay Actually, so I love so that Takagi replied with a, a, a double hand chop a few moments later. But it just looks so brutal, doesn't yeah, it? A lot of it is just these two men just taunting and, and goading the other one to give them even more yeah um I, I, which it's one of these things i think with this match where if that's what you're into you love it yeah but 
I can see why, especially with its added length compared to uh, Ishii examples that you gave earlier, I could see why this could potentially grate on some sections of the audience. Do you think it repeats itself a bit too much? By a little years? bit. Yeah. Um, I fully agree with your um, point about match length here. This this needed to be shorter, I think. But I do think it does, does tell a good story of Takagi willing himself up to Ishii's level and proving himself. I love the bit, uh, reminiscent actually of last year's G1 final where Tanahashi is walking towards uh, Ibushi whilst Ibushi is slapping at him. <laughs> when Takagi's hitting him with forearms and Ishii's walking into them, walking towards him, and Takagi's hitting forearms and it's hurting his arm. Yeah. But not, so Takagi's essentially hurting himself whilst he's doing the moves. But it's still not enough to stop the stone pitfall. He's just a brick wall. He's then, just a solid block of mass. But what I love about that is that Ishii does still end up going down in the end of that exchange, like to the mat. He does get knocked down because he goes for a headbutt and Takagi anticipates it and hits just a straight right fist in the like punch in the face and follows that up with a clothesline. So it's like she's maybe been absorbing this because he's gonna. He thought he he's got into his head and then he'll hit him. But Takagi's resilient. Also, this has a lot of um, shades of Genichiro Tenru, um, in, especially in Takagi. He does the Tenru elbow drop where he climbs up forwards and then just falls backwards. Yeah. And the punches and chops in the corner when they're exchanging blows in the corner. Uh, that's Takagi essentially doing a Tenru style combo. Punch because I think um, the commentators combo. make a little uh, shout out to that at that yeah, point. Because yeah. um, Ishii does it first, but he mm. does it far slower than Takagi does. Takagi snapping off them strikes mm. at a phenomenal rate. But I it is, don't... but it is like Takagi is getting frustrated. Like he's never had someone sort of absorb all this and keep coming before. <laughs> and like, there's a point when they're having a forearm off. And Takagi just kind of turns his back to him for a while and goes up against the rope going, Oh, for fuck's sake! Why won't you die? <laughs> and then he goes for a flurry, but then Ishii just replies with a flurry of himself. And, I mean, there must be at least six times in this match where they both charge into each other and hit a lariat at the same time. They but love towards the end, I think they do that, but, Ish- but Takagi's is the one that essentially hits more and, and Ishii falls. Just showing that he is making headway. He is chopping down that tree very slowly, but he is doing it. Uh, we get the pop-up no cells again in this match. Uh, yeah, Kagi hits a, a clothesline, uh, follows it up with a Saito suplex. Ishii pops up and hits his own Saito suplex. Takagi tries to pop up, but then just walks into an Ishii lariat. They- yeah, I think they larry at each other later on as well, and they both only get one count off of their respective lariats. Mm. It's basically you could just sum this match up into as a big dick measuring contest, and well, both of them got three matches. Are. Yeah. Would you stop? What? What are you watching off screen? <laughs> You've you got your research. I've recent... got mine. Are you watching the most recent episode of Watchmen? I mean, goodness me, man. Those, who, those who've yeah. seen up to ep- the penultimate episode of Watchmen will know what I'm talking about. I have not seen any. Good so. lord. <laughs> you should watch Watchmen. It's good. Homework for the day. Mm. Uh, 
it's more of the same, really. Just no selling of lariats. <laughs> Standing lariats, elbows, forearms, sliding lariats. Um, there's a great bit where Takagi catches Ishii sliding lariat and turns it into his Made in Japan move. That gets a long two count, follows it up with his pumping bomber move. That like like with the Naito match, he's hitting all his trademark moves, but none of them are enough against the heavyweights. I guess he's got to push it a bit further. Maybe he'll create a heavyweight finisher that will become like more like how um, Osprey used the hidden blade to beat Ibushi. Yes, yes, maybe he's looking for his hidden blade. I mean, you're looking out for hidden blades throughout this whole match. Ah, but... <laughs> well, what can I say? I mean. But yeah, it's as we get into the end, they're now not just trying to exchange, they're blocking stuff like Takagi blocks an Enziguri, Ishii blocks a Lariat and turns that into a German suplex, but then Takagi blocks the other, like where they start chopping at the arm, which is, I love that move. They only really do that in Japan, where they chop the arm as it's yeah. like at the point of the elbow to stop the clothesline. Get that funny bone. But then I love that that he blocks the lariat. That makes uh, Ishii turn around, but he does. It's like, oh, I'll just turn that into a discus lariat. Just <laughs> <laughs> work with it. Use the momentum. It's like uh, uh, the spinning rainmaker, his stablemate might have taught him. Sliding lariat that. gets a long two count for Ishii at the 20 minute mark. He goes for the brain buster. Takagi tries to turn that into the last dragon. Ishii turns that into the Brain Buster again, and Takagi's able to reverse that and turn it into sort of an Emerald Frosion move, as uh, Rocky Romero calls it in the uh, on. It looks, yeah, it is sort of ish a bit. Um, then they trade off. Uh, Takagi hits a lariat. Ishii replies with a headbutt. Takagi replies with a headbutt of his own. Ish- uh, Ishii hits an Enziguri. Goes for a lariat. The does he hits a lariat so hard? Takagi does a three sixty uh, bump off of it, and that gets a one count. Yes, like you said, the full on bravado. Like you know, it's like oh, that might have finished it, and then she's like, and Takagi's like, no, it didn't hurt me. I can get out. No, I'm fine. I'm cool. I'm cool. He gets up and hits his own lariat, and then she's like, well, it, if if that didn't hurt you, then this didn't hurt me. Uh, that's a one count. And yet again, they both close on each other. Takagi's able to get the second clothesline in, follows it up with a pumping bomber, pins him, but he puts his arm up prematurely to celebrate, and that allows Ishii to kick out. But Takagi follows that up with another last dragon, and that gets him the three count. A big, That's big scout for Takagi. He'd already been knocked out of contention at this point. He was two and four going into this one. Playing was, spoiler, wasn't it? Because Ishii was four and two, I think. If he'd won, would have had a chance. Yeah. But, but that was essentially that, that, this was really like Takagi's coronation of like yeah you, you're with the heavyweights at this point you belong and that maybe when if Ishii is 43 maybe in a few years time you're going to be in the Ishii role going forward mm. do you reckon he could get beyond that I mean I'm not having I a go think, I don't think that they necessarily see that for him anyway mm. and it doesn't hurt you know being an upper mid card oh I don't know <laughs> Well, Ishii might yeah. admit the next day. I can does. definitely see a never open weight or intercontinental reign in his in his future. Yeah, not not so much a heavyweight. I can see him challenging. Has Ishii ever I, held I the I would be shocked if he see. beat whoever the IWGP heavyweight champion was in the next G1 climax group stages, and then being a challenger in between then. Had and a showcase, or maybe getting a New Japan Cup, possibly. Mm. But I think that's sort of the limit for him personally. Hmm. Well, we don't know. We don't know what injuries will do, and we, we don't, don't know. We don't. But 
there's nothing there's no harm in that you know especially if you're not a native there's there's always yeah. going to be some impediments to you not being a native if you're not a dojo graduate yeah but you know just got to grab opportunities as they present themselves and he absolutely did and it was you know it was an exciting thing to do he'd done yeah. everything he could do in dragon gates and this <sighs> is a larger this is a larger market for him to go yeah. into he looks very fun uh, I said it last episode, and I'll, I'll, I'll say it again. I'm still not sure if I do like him or not. I don't know if he... Oh, okay. he, he... Is it more that he reminds you of guys you do like? Ah, possibly. Like... It sounds I don't, like neither of us are giving this match five stars. Yeah. It's, um, neither of us are. You're right. Uh, um, there you speak for me. <laughs> I'm not giving this one five stars. But... Um... <laughs> Because for the problems, I think I think maybe there's a there's a thirteen to fifteen to sixteen minute version of this, like Which the Shibata match, or like I remember the Goto match being. Maybe the Goto match wasn't was longer, but to me that's been the gold standard of the Ishii matches so far, and this mm. one doesn't quite get there. Maybe it's because I was expecting less of Goto. I don't know. Possibly you probably were caught off guard. Whereas with Shibata, you couldn't have said that at all. You knew exactly what was going to happen. I think you've got you've had the Takagi Ishii match in your head, and and what happened was pretty much as you'd expect it to be, really. Yeah, and it, that does do things to your perception, mm. your like pre pre match expectations. But I think even if we'd gone in cold, I don't think we'd have given this five stars. But as of time of recording, this is our last Ishii match after eight, and our last Takagi match after three. Uh, another one that like. Meltzer considers this like a breakout year for Takagi and that he's this G1 climax was him making an argument for him being one of the best wrestlers in the world. Obviously, you're not there yet, I guess. But we'll no. have to wait and see. I wouldn't be surprised if he had three or four more five star matches by the end of the next G1. Yeah, I think there'll be plenty of opportunity for him to grow on me. It's just I'm not there yet. It's not like Sonata where I just don't get it. Mm. I, I get the appeal, mm. it's just not connecting with me for whatever reason i can't pinpoint why i wonder if it's because there's now so much this new japan in-house style and these people aren't bringing anything that new to it the sonada and takagi maybe you're seeing them as like it's, it's sort of like the, when, when you saw people like asako or um ogawa or to a yeah. lesser extent junakiyama yes and they weren't well maybe akiyama was offering something a little bit new and that's why he was the only one that really Broke out up to the quality of the four pillars of heaven. Well, close to the quality. Well, he was getting involved in matches that we were giving five stars to. Yeah. Um, whereas I don't think any of the other people were really. I, I like Takiyama. Don't get me wrong, but I would never. I wouldn't put him in the pantheon of the four pillars. But is that kind of the same with Takagi? You like Takagi, but you wouldn't put him up there with Ishii yet. You wouldn't put him up there with Okada or Naito or Omega. Yes. yes. No. Maybe. Maybe that will change. Mm. I hope it does. Um, because well, I think that the new Japan strong star might be reaching its. Uh, because we watched so bloody many of them this this these last forty episodes or so, and I do <laughs> think that Meltzer's being a bit. You know, I don't want to go into that whole oh, if it's in the Tokyo Dome, but if you, it's like the same with the all Japan matches. At a certain point, you just came to love this style so much that I think he diluted what a five-star match was. 
And when you couple all that with how we think five stars in of itself is now diluted, what we've also going yeah, up to seven. He's the fan of this format of match, whereas we are maybe again because we're watching them in such short, sharp successions of each other. Whereas, like, you know, these G1 climax matches are like half of all the singles matches these guys yeah. will have during the whole year. Although, but to we're be fair, seeing, we're seeing all of them in such quick successions, you know? Yeah, even if we watched them as they went out, we'd have only had like four days difference between the Shingo I matches. I know, but we wouldn't have also not just been watching all their best of the Super Juniors. And all, you know, we, we were watching G1 2018 matches only a couple of weeks ago. True, true. You know? That's that's another aspect of it, you know? But I think it's just that Meltzer's a fan of this kind of match, and it's really entertaining. Mm. But... um. I, I, I don't know. I can't speak for Meltzer, uh, although I very happily try to. <laughs> um, but it's I, we're getting we're winding down towards. But I'm just curious. It's like when is that New Japan era going to end? You know, like the the All Japan Kings Road five star period ended, and he's not given another match for them five stars since then. One of the reasons but I just that feel like ended... it's like you hear all these Kento Miyahara matches that he's given four and a half and four and three quarter stars to. Yeah. I think at some point, if he does finally break it and give one of them five stars, I think that will make it easier for other All Japan matches to get. Because then Meltzer's perception is, oh, I can give these matches five stars. And if it's as I good as I remember that. that previous one being, then that means it has to get five stars. Yeah. But his memory is more that... distant, whereas ours are just, you know, one da- one or two days in between each other. Moved. Yeah. No, I don't think you are right there. I think. The problem with All Japan was that they all left at the same time, whereas what New Japan's trying to do Mm. is obviously bring the next generation through. But Osprey aside, well, Ibushi, well, he's been there so long, I don't count him as this part of this new generation, you know? Uh, Look at people like, yeah, well, you've got to look at people in the early 30s to late 20s. Yeah. And like I said, there is one of those guys currently in this match that's like, crouched on the outside resting on the apron watching it one of them is probably going to be the best wrestler in the world in five or six years time just the, that is just the level of talent they do spit out but just no one's caught fire yet and well let's hope they don't do that oh you okay mean, figuratively figuratively we do have a dragon in this match though we do indeed um... from dragon gate as well so that has been Ishii Takagi, our last Ishii and Takagi match of, match of this season so far at time of recording. Who knows if they're going to dust off some crazy eight-man tag on a house show loop. I don't know yet. Um, but Simon, the G1 Climax isn't yet finished for us, but though we, though we are reaching the um, end of that series, uh, it had been traditional for both block finals and the final to get five stars for the past couple of years. That's not been the case this time, but which block final are we covering? Block A, yes, I think. That's correct. Yes. Uh, and it's between Kazuchika Okada and Kota Ibushi. Mm. It's to decide Thanks. who wins the block A, and it's between two men with fabulous hair. Oh. But there's nothing left to say at this point, except where, where people can get in touch with us. Simon, how can people get in touch with you? Saved it. People can get in touch with me on Twitter. I'm sending a Simon Cross free. Free for the meters of wire that will be needed to put these men's jaws back together one day. Uh, my name's Lorcan Mullen. That's L-O-R-C-A-N-M-U-L-L-A for jaw realignment surgery. And N for knockabout fun. 
Way. <laughs> after the K. That's my Twitter handle, Instagram, Facebook, letterbox, you can at gmail.com at the end of it. That's my email address. Get in touch with the show at lmtyspod at gmail.com. LMTYSpod is also our Twitter handle. We have a Facebook page as well that you can follow on us. Follow us on there. Um, but there's nothing left after all that now to say, except that my name's Lorcan Mullen. My name's Simon Cross. Thank you for letting us tell you something. And have a five-star time. Until the next time.